one thing that COVID did was made us more well-being conscious. It made us more more aware that our well-being is important. We need to be as conscious about our well-being as we are about our work. This is a moonshot. It's going to take us a while to really get to the vision that we have seen. I'm delighted today to be talking to Olu Oganella, lifestyle architect coach. In this episode of the Inspirational Insights podcast, we're talking about health and particularly the tech sector. This is part of the series. The last one was on education. Of what is emerging out of a lot of natural disruption, which is an exciting opportunity to be very innovative. We're, we're going to be looking at trends. We're going to be looking at the role of startups like the one that Olu has going on. We're going to be looking at the role of consumers in taking back charge of their health and taking some pressure off the industry, which has been heavily leaned on for service in the pandemic. I'm Donna Jones. I am your host, and I'm really excited to have you on the program today. So thank you for having me. We met at the Transformative Tech Academy webinar. We both been through that program. You were through in 2019. Yeah. Start off by telling us, how did you get into the health tech space? What brought you into this? I used to be in the renewable energy space. While I was in school, I was a college athlete. So I got into cycling and uh, I became very good and also joined the national team. I'm originally Nigerian. So I flew back to Nigeria to participate in the All-African Games in 2011. I did not win any medal, but it was a fun experience. I think my background in sport and athletics is what got me into fitness and wellness. Shortly after my career in, in sports as a professional athlete, I actually decided to move back to Nigeria. I studied in the US and moved back to Nigeria. And that's where I started my renewable energy company. I had a renewable energy company. And I also have a renewable energy think tank called Greenless Africa, which was connecting the global space to the renewable energy um, sector in Africa. I was really busy. I was burning out. And usually when I burn out, it takes me about a month to three months to recover from a burnout episode. I guess it's because I was a professional athlete and I'm in tune understanding of how my body feels when it's at 100%. I realized it took me that long to get out of it. So what happened or what came to mind was like, you know what? I need to figure out a way to live a lifestyle of balance so that I don't burn out. What are those things that I could identify before the burnout episode so that I can put those structures in place and make sure I don't cross the line? That's what's led to the experiment. So now I've been tracking every single activity I do a day. So minutes to minutes. 24 7 365 since 2016 it's been five years of quantified self-tracking and that's what led to life rhythms so life we'd like to say we are building the future of preventive health and well-being and what we're doing basically is we are creating a lifestyle data aggregation platform that aggregates all lifestyle data to help people manage their busy schedule plan their day prioritize better and live a healthy balanced lifestyle Beautiful. I have to laugh when you said you're in renewable energy. That's two levels, right? That's personal energy, (laughs) keeping your personal energy renewed, as well as the energy sector, which is a a different scale altogether. So interesting background. Burnout is a huge topic right now. And it seems that your tech is right on time in terms of giving people the tools that they need to actually start self-managing and claiming governance over their own lives. Tell us more about how does it work 
What are the inter- entry points? The, the science behind it basically is, is really simple. Countless research has been done by global health and wellness professional that we are not doing enough of the key well-being activities. We're either not sleeping enough, not meditating enough, not exercising enough, we're not spending time on quality self-care activities, we're not building meaningful relationships, and we're either not eating healthy, balanced meals. Those six major areas cause the multiple causal factors that leads to some kind of energy depletion, which it eventually becomes burnout. Obviously, burnout is mental health related, but once you start spiraling down, you start doing less of the things you need to be doing, and that can eventually lead to some kind of chronic illness and eventually leads to death. According to World Health Organization, 41 million people died yearly, and it's the number one killer in the world, basically preventive chronic diseases. We just said, let's go back to the root causes. If we can ensure that we're doing enough of these activities or doing the right activities at the right time and making sure that we're prioritizing our well-being over our work, then we'll be in a much better place. That's what it is. Simple six things. Sleep, meditation, exercise, quality self-care, building relationship, eating healthy meals. The app helps um, users figure out if they're doing enough of those activities and if they are not, I like to do areas that I need to improve so that I can get that balance on a weekly basis. The app also has the life score, which is like a healthy lifestyle rating system based on all those things I mentioned. Well, how long is it taking you to develop this? And what kind of a team did you have to put together to make this work? It's been a side project since 2016 when I started trying to solve a personal pain. We registered a company back in 2019. So basically about three years of research and development, I became a certified life coach in that process. I got into corporate training. I got into personal training. I got into group training, topics, time management, work-life balance, peak performance training. And, and I spent a good four years in the beginning before the company was registered in the R&D phase, in the testing phase, in the experimental phase. We built a prototype of the current app because we have to test before we eventually take something to market. We did that for a couple of years and we used that to create the framework that the app sits on at the moment. Yeah. Currently, I have two other co-founders. I have a CEO and I have a CTO. We have employees, some part-time and sometimes full-time employees that help us get the job done. So it's a distributed company at this point? Yes. One of the things I was excited about when I looked through your bio in preparation for our conversation today is that you mentioned the sustainable development goals and a lot of people still aren't aware of them. Can you speak to that, please, in terms of what this tech does in leveraging our overall movement toward achieving uh, health? Yeah. Good health and well-being is SDG3. There are about 17 SDGs. Goals set by the United Nations to help us achieve a more sustainable and healthy life and global economy. Number seven is clean energy and three is well-being. What we're actually trying to do at Life Rhythms is to impact at least a billion lives in regards to helping people live a productive, healthy and balanced lifestyle. The word we, we coined to sum up the process is life intelligence. Similar to business intelligence, we believe we need some kind of life intelligence to help people make better daily lifestyle choices so they can live 
that productive, healthy, balanced lifestyle. Life intelligence basically is a combination of lifestyle, data analytics, and artificial intelligence. And what that is helping us do basically is achieve life management, time management, and energy management within a closed feedback loop system. Once life intelligence is fully built and working, we can connect this to virtual assistants like Siri. And later, you are going to be having communication with this platform, letting you know what you should eat, how many hours you should sleep at night, if you should work out and what work out you should do, where should you get your heart rate levels to get that benefit of the workout, when you should go shopping, drive to the to, to, to shop, or maybe you should use Amazon to order your, your, your groceries online. It's going to be providing you with actions that you can change, suggest products and services that you can potentially use to outsource some of those time spent so you can shift those time to other priorities. And also it's going to connect you to coaches and therapists that can help you with several lifestyle challenges that you might be facing at the moment. Is it wearable tech? We are a lifestyle data aggregator, aggregating data from different apps and wearables. So for example, you have an Apple Watch. An Apple Watch is connected to your Calm meditation app. It's connected to your Nike Run Plus fitness app. It's connected to your nutrition tracker. It's connected to so many different things. Life Freedom aggregates those data from the different places that they exist and brings them together, run correlative analysis and send the insights to you. The problem right now is there are different solutions doing different things, but the data are not talking together to provide you with that deep holistic insights that you can use to make those daily changes, select the uh, better products and services to help you address some problems and also help you automatically identify coaches or therapists that you might need Instead of you thinking, oh, I need to see a coach, based on your data, it says, oh, I think you need a coach in this area, and this is the coach you should consider working with. So everything is going to be simpler, automatic, and I believe these are the kind of things that we need uh, to leave that productive, healthy balance, to simplify the complexities. What you're also doing by aggregating the data is you're preparing the big picture. Like Here's the whole picture of the situation, and that allows you to make more, I think, more precise more accurate decisions about what do you do with the data that you've got in front of you. Exactly. Yeah, that's very exciting. You know, startups like yours are coming from the edge, more or less. They're coming from a place of need. And mm-hmm. of course, embedded in that is opportunity. What do you think the impact of your kind of tech is going to have on the mainstream healthcare sector? The impact of this actually is not going to be just healthcare, but obviously healthcare will be the most significant, right? So we envision the productivity space, the education space. We, we envision several different spaces, right? For healthcare, it's going to be mostly preventive. It's about 80% preventive, about 20% reactive. At the end of the day, all we have is data. And with the right tools and framework and knowledge it's in the data, we can get so much from it. So the whole idea right now is how can we help people avoid going to the doctor that we obviously is overwhelmed right now because of all the things happening in the world. How can we avoid those doctor visits? How can we identify challenges way ahead of the time? Most times before you go to the doctor, you have had like months of living that unbalanced, unhealthy lifestyle before you get there. Since we know what leads to those chronic illnesses and those doctor visits, we can let you know way ahead of time that as long as you're making those changes, you are not going to get there. The app solution tries to nudge you for a couple of weeks 
And if it says that you are not necessarily being able to do it, maybe due to some kind of mindset block or lack of knowledge, that's when it now suggests the coaches. So that's why we add several different layers of support. First, do it yourself. Boom, boom, again in it. Okay, why don't you try some products or services? It seems like there's a program you can purchase online that can help you achieve it. If you're not getting it, okay, let's, let's try to connect to your coach. You know? Because at the end of the day, behavior change is difficult. And that's why we have many of the challenges we face today. What Life Freedom is actually pushing for is beyond behavior change. Because behavior change is just one thing. Oh, let's live better. Let's meditate. But lifestyle change is a com- combination of several different behaviors. It's even more challenging. Imagine if I say, okay, now I want you to do three things when one is already challenging. We want to stagger that, that um, solution saying, okay, sleep is the most important. Focus on this, but don't forget you actually need to exercise. You need to meditate. You need to eat healthy. And this, if we give you like one month, two months window to improve your sleep routine, to increase that number to 79% and increase that quality of sleep. If you are having challenges, then we can suggest some solutions. Maybe you need to change your bed. Maybe you need to change your pillow. Maybe you need to move into a different apartment. Then afterwards, okay, let's get a sleep coach to help you look at those different components to help you find those solutions. It's very holistic. We have to find a structured, staggered way to get people from point A to point B to point C so that over time, they are seeing the doctors less and, they are, and we are able to reduce the total amount of chronic illnesses in the world, definitely helping us achieve the sustainable development goals to improve global wellness or global well-being. Because you work in corporate, one of the issues that I see because of my work in organizations is that companies are actually creating the stressful conditions that are creating the burnout. And that has that comes from a lot of what I call unconscious decision-making. They're just not thinking about the impact of the decisions. It's a direct line. It's not really considering the, the ramifications or the impact. When you look at the corporate environments you've been in and, and have consulted in and worked in, is there any opportunity for corporations to get involved as active participants in helping their people achieve well-being? In other words, trade their position from being the cause of burnout to being responsible partners in achieving well-being. If, if I want to use that 80-20% rule, I'll say it's 80% the employee's responsibility. That's you and I, our responsibility and about 20% the organization's responsibility. Because at the end of the day, organizations have to make profit, no matter how much we push. Yes, they can help us gym memberships, help us purchase an Apple Watch. They can give us some kind of credits towards buying equipment to, to have at home, things like that. Yes, those things help. But at the end of the day, it's all falls on the individual to do those things. We have to be intentional ourselves. So what we can do, obviously, is communicate with organizations to try to see how they can help nudge the, the, the users more into the right direction, potentially connecting them to solutions like ours that they might not be aware of by themselves. We will take it from there. This is what we, are, we have come to realize about behavior change or lifestyle change. There are three main components on an individual level for that changes to be made. One, each person needs to be intentional I like to say you need to become as intentional as an athlete. At the end of the day, we need to do those things ourselves, right? We need to eat clean. We need to stop smoking. We need to sleep early. It's a personal decision. Your boss is not going to come home and say, okay, turn off that computer and go to bed. 
Sometimes I send you that email and I say, oh, we want you to re- reply right now. And it is 12 a.m. at night, which is not right. That part, they need to change. But sometimes we become workaholics ourselves and we just want to keep going all the time. We need to be able to break out of that chain and say, I need to go to bed now. One, we need to be intentional as athletes, like an athlete. Two, we need to be as accountable as a coach. And this is the beauty of the wearable devices and the apps that track all our behaviors. It enables us to see what's going on so we can make those changes. It's similar to your back account when you see I'm spending it on the wrong things or your weight scale that you step on and I am not at the weight that I'm meant to be. My BMI is not where it is. How can I make those changes? Accountability is very key. The last one is we need to be as self-aware as a monk. Sometimes we need to slow down and reflect and say, am I happy with where I am today? If not, what are the things I need to change? Is my mindset in the right place? Am I doing the right things? Do I have the right relationships? Is my lifestyle scheduled the way that will enable me to experience that productive, healthy, balanced lifestyle? We need to do all those things. Those are the key three things that I've come to realize. Once we are accountable, intentional, and self-aware, we will be on that journey towards becoming a better version of ourselves. Yeah. I also know that inside companies implementing what we're talking, what you're talking about here, they're going to see changes to their stress-related illness costs, their downtime, because people are just barely coping. All of those metrics are going to change. What's in it for companies is is big. There's costs associated with this and dropping it all on the employee is convenient, but it's not entirely the picture. I would hope that over time, as you roll this out, you're going to see a change in company behavior. In order to make good decisions, you actually have to have people at peace with themselves. Otherwise, that process is compromised. I agree 100%. Where's the app at? Is it out in the market yet? The app is currently available in both the Apple and Google Play stores. Okay. It, it's called L-I-F-E-L-I, one word. L-I-F-E-L-I, one word. Worldwide. We will keep adding more features. Currently, we have um, Google Calendar integration, which we just launched uh, a month ago. And we're adding many more integrations. We're going to be connecting products and services, providers. So from the app, you can easily connect to those services. We're going to be building the, the, the platform. For coaches, what we have done for the past couple of years is build that framework. We just keep adding more features. We likely also want to be partnering with research institutions and universities because there's a lot of correlative analysis that needs to be done. Many of these research institutions and universities are already doing research in several different areas of life. What can we do to improve relationship? What are the factors that improve relationship? How does sleep affect relationship? How does exercise affect relationship? What we are is platform that has all these data sets already converging and now we just work with universities and research institutions to see how can we extract even deeper actionable insights for the benefit of the users we really want to come up with new content new discoveries in regards to things that we can do that we know for sure without a shadow of doubt that works in regards to living a healthy balanced lifestyle that way we can eliminate the unnecessary things that we currently do towards live that healthy, balanced lifestyle. Yeah. So it's a very interesting journey. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. Life is not easy. I know I make it sound easy with everything I've said, but there's a lot of work that happens behind the scenes. 
I'm glad that myself and my team are, are taking on the challenge at on. What barriers to adoption are you seeing? Because you're an athlete. An athlete naturally has a focus that, that takes you places. Mentally, you can just focus on something and poof, you're on your way. Not everybody comes with that. So yeah. what are you seeing in terms of, of challenges? I, I wasn't born an athlete. I learned over time. It's a slow process in the beginning, but it's a process that we need to take responsibility for. The rate of chronic illnesses is alarming. Because behavior change is not easy. One thing that COVID did was made us more well-being conscious. It made us more more aware that our well-being is important. We need to be as conscious about our well-being as we are about our work. Work is usually that thing where everyone focuses on and is your main priority majority of the time. And everything you do like circles around work. But now due to COVID, that is shifting to well-being, where work is a component. There's really no easy way, but we are building that solution. Literally, you just have your Apple Watch in your hands and some apps on your phone. On a weekly basis, you will be getting insights that will be nudging you bit by bit. Start with drinking water. Start with going to bed at 10 p.m. Just little things. And you're going to start there and you will build that habit for drinking water. Then we add the next layer. It takes a couple of months. To get there, over a couple of years, you become like an athlete of some sort. I am as structured as I am right now because, remember, I started in 16. I had five years of conditioning to get to this position. Everyone can get there. It's just a mindset thing. We're going to provide those mindset concepts and content to help people start to shift from the mindset level and also the tools that is simplified to help people make the right decisions. That way, their level of confidence is increasing. I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. And they'll keep doing it. They are basically professional athletes in living a healthy, balanced lifestyle. I love that approach because it takes the athlete Mm -hmm. building process and applies it to achieving well-being, which is a lovely uh, vision for another practical series of steps as well. I particularly like the idea of, okay, here's your first level. Okay, you didn't get that. So it just keeps escalating until you've got, so it gives you more chances to, yes. to grab a hold of the concepts yeah, right. and put yeah, them exactly. into play in your life. Yeah, Tell it, us it, where people can learn more. So the company is called Life Rhythms, www.liferhythms.com, L-I-F-E-R-I-T-H-M-S, Life Rhythms. That's the website. The app is, is, is Lifely, L-I-F-E-L-I, um, that's app. You can connect with me on, on LinkedIn. I'm open to partnerships and collaboration. Definitely, we need a lot of brilliant people who like the whole idea of quantified self, educational tech, because there's obviously going to be that coaching component uh, and health and fitness. Also folks from the pure healthcare space so that we can actually help people reverse and eliminate some of these chronic health conditions. Folks who already have chronic, chronic illnesses have actually found that if they can start living that healthy, balanced lifestyle, there's a potential to reverse some of these chronic illnesses. What I'm trying to say is that the hope is not lost for folks that already have those conditions. We can reverse it and we can get you back to a healthy state. It does offer hope. And, and certainly we've seen that in micro stories on YouTube where you've got somebody that's been told they'll never walk again and they pick up yoga from a teacher who's particularly patient and able to support those bigger jumps in states you know of being we've seen that so i can only imagine what happens when you've got the power entirely in your hands supported by data it's the future we like to say we are building the future of preventive health and well-being now we have more data sets than ever it's just a matter of 
putting those data sets together and coming up with those actionable insights. We are going to live a much healthy, balanced lifestyle, experiencing full human flourishing. What happens biochemically? What exactly is the biochemical process that, that you go through? What, what we have seen based on research is that we release chemical after performing various kinds of activities. In a way, the wellness equation is actually a chemical equation, right? So we have four happy chemicals, dopamine, endorphins, serotonin, and oxytocin. Many of those activities I mentioned, sleep, exercise, meditation, quality self-care, and meaningful relationship, release most of those happy chemicals. What happens is that us working and overworking Netflix and chilling after hours means that we're not doing those activities and we're not releasing those chemicals. What we're trying to do is keep understanding the effects of those chemicals so we can find a way to create a balanced chemical equation and figure out how we can build uniquely to you, customize to you based on that chemical that enables you to be your best self. It's very, very fine. It's strongly nuanced right down to you managing your own state of, of wellness around depression. This is really a strong tool, I would say. Yes, it is. A business school, Lausanne, on the gapframe.org map, the leverage points for sustainability in every country. It would be very interesting to tie what work you're doing as it gets rolled out into how those needles move in nations where health is, if you don't have a health, you can hardly have a healthy economy. Let's yeah. face it, not to mention all the other systemic questions. I want to thank you very much for being on the program. Mm, uh, really you. appreciate it. And looking forward to seeing how this rolls out. Awesome. Thank you very much. It was thank nice you. being here. COVID-19 snatched away any sense of control people may have had. Leaving your response to the unexpected is the place to flex your creativity. The focus turned to health, the vulnerable, and the margin, where you could exercise control over how you stayed well emotionally, socially, and mentally. At least a modicum of autonomy came from time that was no longer being used for traveling and commuting to them from the office to redirect it to family or work if that was the priority and the focus. Each person has control over how you experience your health issues, and or your maintenance of your health. I see Olu Uluganda Tech as being a part of a solution for people who wish to strengthen their resilience and self-efficacy. Psychologist Albert Bandura, a Canadian-American psychologist and a professor at Stanford University in 1977, defines self-efficacy as a person's set of beliefs that determine how well one can deliver on a plan of action in different situations. Self-efficacy is really fundamentally a person's belief in their ability to succeed in a particular situation. In this case, succeed to be well, succeed to be at peace, no matter what's going on around you. Health for companies should be a major focus because the quality of decisions depends on it. Decisions made under fear or negative stress will be short-term, not built to fit the conditions, and work with one option. In other words, a very narrow frame. Personal health defines organizational health. My name is Donna Jones. Contact me at E-P-D-A-W-N-A underscore Jones or on LinkedIn at D-A-W-N-A-H-J-O-N-E-S to talk about creating a healthy decision-making environment as people return to work. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and offer a review on your listening platform. See you for the next episode. Thanks very much.